it might have been that he was trying to show me the way to escape. That's over it. That's I was, a, I'm a leader. I'm a leader. leader. I was leading you over the fence. I, it's I just didn't hear you now. say, hey, Kristen, come this way. That's, I missed that part. <laughs> Hey, y'all, this is Jonathan. And Rachel. And we are Big Ass Runners. From Smoke Rise, Alabama. Welcome to the Big Ass Runner Podcast, where we entertain and encourage trail runners from all over the world. Now, here's your host, El Jefe Harrell and Stephen Pritt. Well, thank you, Jonathan and Rachel. Stephen, Jonathan and Rachel are brand new trail runners, but they are absolutely killing it. Yeah, I think it's really neat to see, especially a couple running together. And, Love that. Uh, the community that Jonathan's building down there with trail runners in, in Alabama. One thing, too, about Jonathan is he's so consistent. You know, I see him on Strav and other things, and he's just out there making it happen each yep. week so but they're both making amazing progress yeah mad respect to you guys and thank you so much for doing the introduction that is awesome yeah if you want to follow jonathan he's at jp boogie 2381 on instagram that's right well thanks guys so much and jeff here we are episode number 12 i know isn't oh that? holy mackerel i know it seems just like yesterday we were at 11 <laughs> it does just <laughs> seems like last week just we were, last week we were at 11 right Yes, we have a very good episode. Not good, Stephen. Actually, a great episode planned. Yes. We have a tale from the trail, and we have a special guest that's going to talk about that tale from the trail. Yeah. And we continue our series on scary stories because it is October. Ooh. Oh, look at that. That's, wow. That's my scary sound effects there for you guys. <laughs> that was a real sound effect from Stephen Pritt, ladies you know, and gentlemen. It's the talent, the hidden talent that, are, that are, our members just don't know that we have. So. Free of charge. Well, I'm Jeff Harrell. And I'm Stephen Pritt. And before we get to our episode, Stephen, there are a couple of things I feel like we need to address. Yeah, I think we have some house cleaning issues to do here, we Jeff. Do. Um, yes. Based on last week, I feel like before we get into the content, I, I think that there's a couple of things. Mainly, maybe you need to clean up a little bit, or yeah. maybe to to acknowledge. I don't want to pick yeah. on you, but I think I think based on what we saw, I think I think you're right. I picked a side, and I picked the wrong side. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be straight up. So we talked about an issue last week. Again, we were brave in talking about it hard-hitting. It rips people apart. We saw it on social media. Stirred up all kinds of controversy. and of course Polarizing. We're, we're talking about pumpkin spice, of course, and I learned from my mistakes. Well, I learned from my mistakes, Stephen. Yeah, I think it's okay to have an opinion, obviously, and that's, that's perfectly good, but you were so strong in the fact that you thought everybody felt the same way. Yeah, over, overshot that one. Yeah, just by a little by bit. By a little just bit. Just missed it by that much. Here's where I missed it. So I'm, I'm going to stand firm on I like the flavor. Yeah, okay. I like sp- pumpkin spice flavor. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good flavor. I think it comes out in the fall. I like that. It's yeah. warm. It's friendly. It's great. Here's where I miscalculated. I said that it knows its place. After doing some reflection and getting some feedback, I think I'm wrong about that. Yeah, I think my analogy would be it's like Cousin Eddie from the Vacations movies. Yeah. He is family. Yeah. And there is a part of that where accepted, you know. Right. But he definitely overstays his welcome. Well, he, here's the thing about pumpkin spice. It gets into everything. Mm-hmm. It doesn't know where to be and not be. It's almost like chocolate in that, in that aspect. It has no boundaries. You saw this break place that had a... Pumpkin spice My special special. Right. We had uh, who was it? Jen Jen Kurt Patrick sent me a picture about pumpkin spice flavored coffee. Yeah, it's it's a bit much. 
It's a, it is a bit much. So I'm, I'm going to retract my statement. I still think the flavor is great. Mm-hmm. It's cool to bag on it. Yeah. It, it kind of is. It's almost like cool to bag on Coldplay. It's right. It's cool or, you know, any name, Matchbox 20. It's the Nickelback of spices. It's the Nickelback. It's cool to bag on it. I get that. I'm not bagging on it, but I am saying it isn't too many things. Yeah. It's overstated as welcome, but it, it does, you know, if you if you like it, enjoy it. Be proud, but just you know, keep it to yourself. Yeah, I think I think it's time here is is about right. It's just into too many things, and it wasn't like we just heard from one or two people. We heard from a we heard from a lot of people, lot and of that's people. okay. That's good. Yeah, that's good. It keeps our listeners in check, keeps us in check, and and that's why got, we have a community. I got checked. Yeah, you got hip checked but hard. I did. <laughs> if we were playing hockey, uh, you would be in the penalty box. I would be. I would be. I'm super excited, Stephen, to talk about our scary story. And before we get to our scary story, the other thing I feel like we've got to address is this mountain lion video. Yes. And I we, we've seen some of you guys post this. Oh, my goodness. And Tim sent us this. My sister sent it to me and stuff. And I don't know if you guys have seen this, but... There is a story, and and if you haven't seen it, we'll put post it um, on on Instagram as well. But Jeff, this guy who is trail running out in Utah runs into a mountain lion. Yeah, he's he's going on a run. He sees a little baby kitten. Right. He thinks it's just a feline kitten, just a normal kitten. Right. So he starts filming it, and all of a sudden, it's not a kitten. Well, it is a kitten, but there's a mama. It's a mountain lion kitten, and a mountain lion mama hops out and starts running him down. And what's crazy about this, if you guys have not seen it, you definitely need to look it up, but this mountain lion stalks this guy for a long time. Six minutes on the video. Yeah. So this guy is walking backwards, and this thing's not just okay, stay away from my kids, you know, I'm warning you. It's like every minute it's looking at this guy like, should I kill you right now? Yeah, should I, I, could, I not? anytime I want to. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, the thing for me, Jeff, is it does this thing, and I wish I could describe it, but where it's paws or like, it's like that raccoon in Elf where it, Elf bends down to get a hug and it just, you know, has his arms out. Oh, that's a good, that's a good analogy. And then it just jumps on him and, you know, you know that, that whole scene yeah. from Elf. Well, imagine that, but with... Mountain lion, it does this weird running thing where it has its paws outward, almost like it's doing the butterfly stroke, and it but it's growling and hissing and charging this guy. Yep, and these things are dangerous big time. Kyle Burgess is his name. He apparently did everything right. What I'm reading is he did everything right, which means he backed away, yeah, didn't turn and start running, right? He didn't go towards the mountain lion once he figured out it was a mountain lion, he started backing away, right. He made a lot of noise, a lot, a lot of f words, a lot of a lot of beeps. Right. Apparently, which, the mountain lion is not offended by language. I think it really enjoyed it. Actually, I, I think seemed it, to I think seemed it to it enjoy took it, it as a challenge. He he made himself as big as possible. Right. Which is something they say to do. I would the, have a hard time with that. The one know. thing I wondered if he should have done earlier, because the thing that finally scurried the mountain lion mama away was he threw a rock, and I just wonder if he should have done that earlier. Well, you know, I actually had that same thought because it wasn't until the rock was propelled, but maybe he thought it might even like invoke it I- anymore, provoke it, I guess, more. But um, but I also think maybe as you're backing away, would you have to like 
bend down yeah. and grab a rock and at that time would it say okay now you're smaller so then i can kind yeah. of pounce on you or something but uh i kind of think he played it right yeah i think so i think he was just kind of like okay that's it we're we're got to come to an end to this little showdown kind of thing a couple of things i thought it's it's easy to look at it and laugh a little bit now knowing that he's okay but he kept calling it uh, dude yeah. <laughs> what's up dude yeah and it's holy a cow dude right yeah and then when he said you're a good little kitty cat. It's like, oh, no, he's not a good little kitty cat. Yeah, go back to your kids. I don't think she was concerned about her kids at that point in time. Yeah. yeah. The one thing, though, that was really kind of heart, heart-wrenching is when he said, I don't feel like dying today. Oh, man. Can you imagine how scared he must be? Yeah. And, and, and you know, in all seriousness, it is a big deal. I remember um, personally running in Oregon one time, and I was literally by myself, and I came to this trailhead and had been running for about four or five miles, came to another trailhead. And they had said, you know, mountain lions seen here this last week. Oh, gosh. And then they list out things not to do. I had all of them. I didn't have my cell phone. I was running by myself. So you couldn't film the attack. Right, exactly. (laughs) I couldn't send my last last text or anything. I think think the lesson here is to be prepared. You you never know what you're going to face out there. And I know we've got a lot of listeners who are out in that area where they've got mountain lions. We deal more with coyotes here. Yeah. And what I did with our coyotes, story from last week i did the exact opposite of probably <laughs> i turned and ran yep it worked out i don't know if that's what i'm supposed to do but just being being knowledgeable about what you do in those situations i think is important yeah so stay safe out there and, and it is like jeff to your point you know stay informed know what to do when that when that comes and it sounds like from the interview from this guy he had actually had researched what to do beforehand good on him for for doing that and with that steven let's start episode number 12 here we go Well, Stephen, in the month of October, we are sharing some of our scary stories. Last week, we had a listener story. Ashley, what a great job she did. Yeah, that was really actually a good story and good lessons to be learned too as well. At the same time. This week, we have one that we actually experienced. Mm-hmm. It's a good story, I feel like. Yeah. And it, it, it was, I mean, again, these are all true stories that have happened to us or one of our listeners. This one was a little scary, actually. I think so. So we were training for Bandera. And that fall, I remember, there'd been a lot of rain. Yeah. And so in Texas, they do close trails. So the two trails that we normally run. Yeah, both of them, right? Were cl- yeah, both of them were closed. Yeah. So we had to find other options. And it, it, I remember at this point of our training, we were up in miles. I think we were up in the 15 to 20 miles on the weekend. Yeah. Getting so those longer runs in. It's hard to find that. And if you, you can go to a track, but that's, man, 15 miles on a track is awful. Right. And you and I both have the same feeling. We don't mind road running, but we definitely don't prefer it. And so just softer on the legs. And so we actually, I always joke, but we kind of live on a prairie because there's only a couple of places to run. So we were looking for some place that had some some softness to it and whatever. So up north from where we live is tons of farmland so we were able to find some routes up there where we could just run for at least long stretches yeah and this is a rural area and we're training for this uh, for bandera it's myself you timmy time one of our friends Kristen, yeah who's a great runner she's actually i think a cross-country coach she's a she's a coach she's an athlete she mountain bikes um she's she's a very good athlete yeah so she knows a few things about running yeah so this story entails myself Yes. Steven. And Kristen. And Kristen. And here is our scary story. 
So, Stephen, we were out on a Saturday, and we were going to get in, I think that day, about 17 miles. Yep. Like you said, we were up in the miles, so we needed some long stretches to uh, to get those miles in. So we were all training together. And I'll describe the area that we're running on. This is uh, These are rural <laughs> roads. They're not pavement. They're kind of, I don't know, how do you describe them? It's it's kind of like I would consider a, a dusty gravel road. There you go. Yeah. Um, it's out in farmland. So just imagine fields of wheat or cows, very flat. It would either be farmland or a scene from Breaking Bad. It could be, <laughs> we don't know. It could be, it could there be either was, one. Yeah, no zoning out there. No <laughs> zoning laws. Those couches that are just out in the middle of a, of a road. So we're out there running. Yep. And I think we're a few miles, as I recall, we're a few miles into the run. Yeah. So on this route, we we kind of marked out on Strava for ourselves. You know, we kind of turned some corners and then you got these long stretches of four or five miles. So we kind of done the curvy part and we're getting to these farm roads, like just really, really long stretches. My recollection is that we were starting to run and you kind of go over this hill and we're on a longer stretch. You know, when you're on those longer runs, you kind of space out. But the other thing too, I would say is you're never quite sure because we're not that familiar with this area. Right. You're never quite sure what you're going to run into. That's true. Because we did say it's, it's not that it's a seedy area, but it you know, like you said, it, it, it could be interesting for sure. People, things, maybe animals. Yeah. Who could even know? So I remember we're running along and all of a sudden we hear it. <laughs> we're running. We're kind of coming over a little bit of a crest. And I remember seeing some horses and I'm like, okay, that makes sense. We're out in the country. Yeah. There's horses and there's. Tons of fences around and stuff. Coming over this hill, we're seeing these horses. But as we get closer, we start to realize that the horses are free. Yeah. They're running wild. <laughs> so here, yeah. So these horses are not in any kind of pen or. Um, they're just out there doing the same thing we're doing. They're out there trail running. They're getting in a trail run. They're getting in their 14 miles. Unfortunately, they didn't have leashes. No, they had no leashes, no reins, no, no saddles, no cowboy. There's no cowboys around and they are headed right towards us. Yeah. So we think they're just kind of walking and then they see us, we see them. And it was like one of those things you see in a Western movie, like, like they're coming and then we're going that direction and there's a stampede standoff. Basically. There's going to be a standoff. Yeah. And here they come. So they start just coming at us. And again, this is a, those, those roads. So there's fences on either side. So there's not a lot of place to escape. You kind of have this gravel road, two ditches, and then farm fence, basically. And I, as I recall, there's about 20, 25 horses. At least. I mean, this is full on, It's a stampede. Yeah, Wells Fargo horses coming, coming at you. Coming right at us. So we've established I'm a Clydesdale. Yeah. I think my inner Clydesdale came out. Yeah. And I started to feel this kindred connection with the horses. It was like that was their, your spirit animal. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And they started coming towards <laughs> me. And I just felt this need to to redirect, to say, hey, horses, I'm with two of my buddies here, right. Kristen and Steven. I want you to go around them in that way so that you don't actually trample over and run over my friends. Yeah, 
You know, I think that sounds really good in a movie. I can kind of picture you putting <laughs> you your mean, hand, What do you mean in a movie? Putting your hand out and using the force. Something like that. Yeah, that's not my recollection, though, Jeff. So let me just tell you my oh, version. Okay, all okay. right. I mean, so, it's, it's been a year. Yeah, it has been a year. So my recollection is the stampede standoff is coming, the horses. And then we're kind of looking at the three of us like, what are we going to do? And they're getting faster, and uh, clearly they don't have any regard for speed or proximity or those kind of things. They, so didn't, they didn't see the fact that we were wearing garments. That's correct. So they weren't worried about pacing. They're like, "Oh, there's trail runners. We should get to the left." I mean, they don't they don't do that. They're not, not like mountain mount- bikers. <laughs> not like mountain bikers <laughs> right. going around. So these they literally these horses are really just coming at us and dust and everything like you'd imagine. Yeah. But Jeff, I think you channeled your inner spirit animal, but I think it was a different one. I feel Uh-oh. like it was your inner, I don't know, fast animal. Because the next thing I see, you're past the ditch and running and getting over the farm fence. And I think what was left in the dust was Kristen and I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I laugh because I, I don't think that's how I don't think yeah, that's how it went, Stephen. You know, I, I really think so because I just remember looking and looking around and I don't see anybody and Chris and I are looking at each other and all of a sudden we're like, where's Jeff? And Jeff's got one leg over the fence already <laughs> in the other side. No no horse is going to get him. And here Chris and I are are left by ourselves. Here's why that, that's impossible. Right. Is you're both faster than I am. There's no way that I could have made it over that fence before you guys. Well, I, again, based on the episode yesterday or last week, when you saw the coyote, you were very fast. So. I do have another gear. You do. You have a, you do have another gear. I don't, I don't find it very often. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes, sometimes I do. Why don't we do this? Why don't we actually just settle this? You know, you, you have your version, which I respect. I think we should call Kristen. Okay. Let's go. Let's just dial her in and see if she's home. And how about we, we'll just say this. Gentleman's bet. We'll let her decide and she'll be the, the tying vote. Okay, cool. Well, let me get the phone out. Okay. And uh, let me hit. Yeah, what's, what's her number? There it is. It's written down right there. Okay. Okay, it's dialing. All right. Kristen's going to settle this for us. Oh, she is. Hello? Hey, Kristen. This is Stephen Pritt and Jeff. How are you doing? Hey, good. How are y'all? Hey, Kristen. Good. Hey, Kristen, we have a favor to ask of you. I don't know if you remember, maybe about a year or so ago, we were training for Bandera together. And like normally, you were kicking our tail and running. And... There was an incident, I don't know if you remember, involving horses. And so we wanted to call you and see if you could kind of settle a little debate that Jeff and I were having around that incident. So would you mind telling us your version of that story? Yeah, I'd love to. How could I forget that? Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think it was uh, 16, 17 miles on the schedule something like that right and we were headed out on the parvin i call it the parvin trail i don't know what y'all called it yeah out the, um, out the middle of nowhere i call it the middle of nowhere middle, middle, middle of nowhere <laughs> and that's debatable too because i feel like we're in the suburbs still and then we step into the country sort of so i don't know yeah but it was out there it, it could, was out there it could either be farmland or a meth lab was kind of there, how there's I there's no zoning <laughs> let's just put it that <laughs> yeah, way exactly exactly there you go dirt roads and i think we were maybe halfway into it if that and I don't think 
the three of us were really paying attention, but we looked up and saw what I would call a stampede of horses coming right at us. Yes, exactly. That's what I remember Uh too. Okay, this is good. So, so far, so far, so good. Yes. Yeah. Memories are all lining up. Okay. Yep. When I tell a story, I say there was 20 horses, but I think there might have been four or five. I don't. (laughs) It's sounding familiar as well. Yeah. Plus or minus 15. Right. Exactly. I don't have any fish stories. So this is like my running stories are like my fish stories. So yeah, 20 horses coming at us down this dirt road. And Stephen and I gracefully stepped off the road and Jeff had already jumped the fence. (laughs) Oh, wait, no, wait a minute. (laughs) I had already jumped the fence. I seem yeah. to remember that as well, too. I seem to think that the horses were coming. I, and I think the order of events are mixed up. I think Jeff <laughs> no. charged ahead. That's Wait. not what you remember, Kristen? No, no, no. In fact, I was like shocked because I'd never seen you move so fast. <laughs> um, <laughs> in the first glimpse I got of you, you were already straddling the fence on your way over to the other side. So, I mean, that's that's what I remember, but... Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. No, Kristen, I think that's the exact memory that I have as well. Because I mean, I know you can take care of yourself. You're you're a you're a great runner and a really good athlete, obviously. But I do seem to remember you and I attempting to get out of the horse's way, and maybe Jeff was already over the fence or halfway. That that's that seems to be my memory as well too. That's and you guys asked me, you know, what my memory. I mean, obviously you trust me, so. We do That's trust I you. I'm just wondering if the order of events are a little out of whack. I, I mean, I remember, st- I thought I was straddling the horse. <laughs> You're saying I was straddling the fence? I'm pretty sure it was an, an, an inanimate object. Yeah. Do you remember me pointing the horses away from you at any point? Does that does that ring a bell? It does, does not ring a bell. It does no. not ring a bell. I think that was maybe after- a, Maybe it was a different run. I don't I'm sure it was. There's so many times I've saved many lives out on the trail. I think that was maybe when he was waving to the horses after you were helping him back over the fence (laughs) when you were grabbing him and bringing him back over. I think he was waving the horses goodbye. And once you told him it was safe to come out, he he could come back over the fence. Potentially, yes. That sounds like it could be true, yeah. Yeah. Well, knowing Kristen and her integrity, I'm probably going to have to yield to her version of the story. Yeah. You think? I I think think so, so. yeah. It might have been that he was trying to show me the way to escape. That's it. I'm a leader. I'm a leader. a leader. I was leading you over the fence. I, it's I just back didn't hear you say, hey, Kristen, come this way. That's, I missed that part. That was... Well, the horses were making a lot of noise. There right. was t- at least 20 of them. I think that might be the case. Good save, Kristen. Anyway, hey, Kristen, thank you so much. And c- good luck on continuing training. And we got to get out there together with you and, uh, you know, maybe help pace you a little bit. Or maybe you can pace us. Yeah, right. We're not helping pace yeah. her, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right. Well, For Kristen, sure. thank For you sure. so much. Really appreciate of course. it. Yeah, good luck yep. on your training. Talk to you all later. Thanks, all right. Kristen. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye. So there you go, Stephen. It looks like, um, unfortunately for me, your memory might have been a little sharper than mine. You know, in, in all defense, Jeff, I mean, you are a gentleman and you do care. I just think your that gear you have is 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 fast. And and the good news is we all you know came out okay. Kristen can handle herself. So. It was fight or flight, and apparently uh, a little bit of a flight. Yes. over the fence. I was a leader though, showing you guys the way. Yeah, and your form over the steeplechase was amazing. I mean, you had the front leg. <laughs> 
leg out, you brought the other one back in, and and that was really super impressive. We joke a little bit about that, but it was a scary it was a scary experience to see horses are big creatures, big animals. Yeah, headed straight at you. A little bit scary. And they weren't, they literally were not walking. They were running. They were running. <laughs> they were running that, at us. So. That part we did not make up. Right. It may not have been a mountain lion, but it was scary in the moment scary, for sure. Scary enough. Well, with that, Stephen, there is another scary story. We'll do another scary story next week. That's going to be one you do not want to miss. Yeah. This one truly is very scary. Well, Stephen, one of the things we love to do is to give shout outs and kudos. And this week, we're actually going across the pond. Yeah, we we have quite a few followers for in Europe. And and this one is really awesome. She She's amazing. Does some really great runs. We want to give a shout out to Drama Queen Evie. She is doing some really great stuff as a great trail runner and follows us um, on Instagram. I think that she just has a great attitude. I love what she has on there. The only thing constant in life is change. That could not be any more true um, from this year. So really great job uh, running out there. Just she's so consistent too. And so it just seems so happy and nice. And so we just want to say congratulations. You're doing a fantastic job. And she's a great follow on Instagram. Way to go, Drama Queen Evie. Well, Stephen, we have a very exciting Tales from the Trail. Yes, we do. And you want to know why? Why? We've been talking about our friend Scott Gracer for quite a while. I yeah. think every episode his name comes up. In some way, shape, or form. I wouldn't and even call him a guest, honestly. He's not a guest. He's part of the show. He's just never actually been on the show. Right. But that's going to change. Right now. We have Scott Gracer here, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, it is good to be here. Hey, No Scott. longer a ghost guest. <laughs> He's a real He's guest. here. He has a real voice. He's a real boy. I don't know where I'm going with that one. <laughs> <laughs> but we have a great Tales from the Trail. Now, we talked about this race before. In fact, Stephen, this is the race that we're going to do an unofficial meetup. That's right, Jeff. So just so you guys know, we talked about this before on episode number nine, where we were talking about the Rocky Raccoon race. Yes, sir. And we have almost at least 11 people from all over the parts of the U.S. here locally in Texas and even possibly Canada. Yeah, Tom and, might do it. Yeah, so we're really excited about this race. And as Jeff mentioned, we have a meetup for that. But... Scott actually ran that race last year with us. And Scott and Stephen and I and our friend Timmy Time, as you know, run together a lot. And we've done lots of races. We've done a couple of 50Ks. But last year, both Tim and Scott decided they're going to do the full Monty. Mm -hmm. They're going to the 50-miler. Which, to me, sounds incredibly crazy. But these guys actually physically did it insane and we talked about it on episode six i gave you the story of the orange beacon of light the most beautiful porta potty of all time Mm. (laughs) same race same course same day glorious yes that this this took place i ran the half marathon Uh uh-huh steven you ran the 50k ran the 50k and scott and tim ran the 50 miler now scott tell us you had trained but would you say you had trained well for the 50 miler I had trained well for about 25 miles. <laughs> and then <laughs> after that, there. it was all unknown. Halfway there. And Halfway you, were, there. you were going to, you're about to reach a age milestone, which is part of the reason you wanted to tackle this 50 miler. 50 and 50. Yep. Oh, yes. 50 and 50. 
I think milestone birthdays are important. I think it makes you do things you may not normally do. They started first. They get the longest to go. Right. And Stephen, you started next. Yeah. And I think what's different about this race, it, it, it's kind of like a down and back. I mean, if you're doing the, the 50K, you, you essentially are running all the way down to this one point in the middle of nowhere, the forest. And then you basically just make your way back. Right. And the 50 mile is basically that twice. Oh, brutal. Two loops. Two, two, two down two and backs. Loops. And you get, yeah, halfway point is the start finish line. Yep. Which that is very hard to come back to after 25 miles. And everyone's congratulating everybody else. And it's all fun little party. And you've got There's to turn a party around going on. and do 25 more miles. Right. That to me, like Scott, though, but seriously, that to me is so insane how do you get that mental fortitude to to know like okay I, i'm gonna i mean because there there's a, there's a turnaround right so you you can get new gear kind of get ready for the second half but how did you push past that it was it was crazy i remember coming up the straightaway which was the start of the race which mm-hmm. we started in dark under lights yep. is when we started so i'm coming back through and i remember seeing jeff sitting there and he's clapping and he's congratulating me and then he gets this look at his face like you look like you're half dead. Because <laughs> <laughs> you look like you're half dead. I looked like I was half dead. I mean, he's holding flowers, for gosh sake. <laughs> he had a right. black shirt on, and he was very somber. And, and I thought, what happened? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what ha- I heard the angels start to sing. <laughs> so I get there, and I'm dead. I just have nothing left. Absolutely nothing. But I thought, you know what? I've got to at least give it one more try. Get, yeah. back, get back on the trail, see what happens, see if I can go another mile, another mile, another mile. And after a while, I end up getting 25 more in. I remember, Scott, when you came in and you were, you were white, the blood had left your face mm-hmm. and you could tell you'd had a tough time in the first 25 miles. You get up to the turnaround. There's an aid station there. Yep. And like you said, people are celebrating because a lot of people are done. There's people in tutus having fun and confetti <laughs> right. and balloons. Those are and the half marathoners. I remember asking you, are you done, Scott? And you said... I said, if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. Yep. And he grabbed like a banana and a couple of things... You didn't even change shoes or socks, I don't think. Nope, I just turned right around. If I would have changed socks or shoes and sat down, I would have never gotten back up. I think you're probably right. If you would have probably sat down. Yep, no way. Were you thinking about something? For me, it was just a never quit. It was like, you know, I'm here. Mm -hmm. I'm already tired. What's one more mile? What's one more mile? If anything, I can turn around. That's why I kept thinking to myself, I'll just turn around and walk it back. Right. Because I'm going away from the start again. I know I got another loop. I Just keep going. Keep going. Knowing that it was a down and back, did that help at all? Like to know that, okay, at least I know where I'm going and I've been there and I can kind of click it off mentally. I knew knew the aid stations. (laughs) I knew where they were. You you knew them really well by then. (laughs) Yes. And I knew where that uh, bright orange light was. (laughs) The orange beacon of light, baby. The beacon of light. I knew that. I think Jeff told everybody in the course that day. I told, I did. He was very excited. This podcast. I've told them several times. Yeah. Everyone's <laughs> yeah. gonna be looking for that. They got to. Uh-huh. I would. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let me set up Scott a little bit. Scott's a great athlete and he's in really good shape, but he hasn't done a ton of trail running. In fact, I think you took it up, Scott, probably four or five years ago. Maybe when we started doing OCR races, we did Spartans and, and that sort of thing. Yep, that's where it was fun. We just did the five mile, the sprints to start with, and then we did a little bit longer half marathons, and then yeah, started getting into twenty five Ks was our first ultra marathon. Yeah, you did a marathon back in 2000 and mm-hmm. I did my first marathon in 2001, street marathon. In yep. 2001. Yep, That's 2001 in Dallas. Yep. We did the same one. Did that one. Didn't know each other then. White Rock. Did you see me? You remember seeing me? I do remember seeing you. You're next to that <laughs> yeah. orange beacon of light. Again. That's right. <laughs> I was in the toilet. And I had another banana, yeah. you know. <laughs> 
the reason I say that is, is Scott's a great athlete, but he's not a seasoned runner. And he did the 50K the year before. That was a very tough race uh, in Bandera. They actually had to move the, the course, and it was a series of loops and really, really difficult. But Scott did that. And so you, you'd never done more than a marathon. Correct. And certainly hadn't done 50 miles. Concrete's different than trail. Absolutely. Much different. Yeah. So the fact that Scott would take on a 50 miler, you know, for someone that didn't have a lot of running experience, that's a, that's a pretty big deal. It felt like it. <laughs> it was a big deal. Yeah. Yep. I, th- I always think that running is probably 80% mental and maybe 20% talent. I don't know. I, I, it's true. I, it just seems like in order for, like just saying, you're such a good athlete, it runs in your family and your sister ran with us that one time and she did amazing. Well, Stephen, I think one one thing that's really resonated for whatever reason with this podcast is it, it is just for the everyday runner. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, when, when we looked at the podcast out there, there's a lot of great ones that, that interview elite athletes and are very technical in, in nature. Ours is just about the everyday runner that's out there just trying to get it done, trying to do things beyond themselves that they didn't think they could do. And I think this is a great example of Scott doing just that. And I remember when he turned around and took off that second loop, mm-hmm. I thought, man, I have not seen that level of grit in a long, long time. It was really impressive. I think I remember, I remember seeing you at, at the aid station and I, I did think to myself as well as I knew Tim was somewhere near you, you know, as you guys were coming back up and I was like, yeah, he doesn't look great, but I, I want to talk to you about the finish because I think the finish Super was cool. was really cool <laughs> on a couple part. different levels. <laughs> he had a couple different levels. <laughs> so one, just knowing that finished and then waiting for Tim to finish and then and then you to finish, like just knowing that you were still out there and making it happen. To me, like again, waiting there because I did the shorter race, just that was really inspiring, Scott. Seriously. Like even me not running it, I was just like He's going to finish this thing. Like, like come hell or high water, you're going <laughs> to, I know once you turn the corner and I kind of heard that from Jeff, I was like, they're going to have to shut down the race on this guy. I mean, I, they're going to have to carry him off at this point in time for him not to finish it. So for us, it was really fun to see that, to see you, you know, kind of coming on there. Yeah. Why don't you tell everybody about the person you saw? Uh, yeah. There's you, a little funny fun. story. Okay. All right. So I got to, I got to set this come up. On, okay. On. Yeah. So it's, it's a good one. So there's, there's a little bit of a funny story to the finished just so the listeners know jeff did the half marathon he finished i finished and then we knew there was going to be some time before tim and scott were going to finish you get i think at that point in time you and tim had separated a little bit yeah we lost each other about 19 miles in right yep tim crossed the finish line and then we're all waiting so you know like we've been cheering each other we've been training friends this together and we're eating burritos and and sitting (laughs) in captain's (laughs) chairs and and we were really thinking about you though we were thinking about you yeah you were i could feel it just so you guys know let me just kind to paint this picture there's this really long straightaway that's the start and the finish so you you know depending on what race you're going to come across this and you guys that are running it you'll find this out it's a little bit of a hill and then there's a long flat but once you start seeing that and you see the hoka banners and you mm. see people are literally just lying down this whole kind of shoot you know there's tents and so Jeff and I are there eating burritos or, you know, so good. whatever, you know, whatever you do, you know, after your race, like Coke and hamburgers. One thing about Scott is he has this signature thing. So he always wears this red bandana, you know, you kind of on top. Tim always wears this orange shirt. So it's kind of like our Tiger Woods red shirt, you know, game day, race day kind of thing. We're a little far up on the shoot, Jeff. You, I think you and I were sitting next together in some, you know, one of those lounge chairs. Yeah, lounge chairs, yeah. Yeah, we brought, some, yeah, we brought the yeah. captain's, the, the camping chairs. The camping chairs, right. We brought yeah. the camping chairs. 
So we're just in anticipation, just waiting. Is that Scott? Is, is that, that, is that, is that, that yeah, There he is. No, no, oh, no wait. Yeah. And so we're like, okay, as soon as we see the red bandana, we will kind of know because we, we wanted to be kind of staggered. We didn't want to like, you know, crowd your space as you're trying to finish. So we see this, this red bandana from really afar and so we're getting excited so we're we're like clapping oh we're, we're super stoked and then and what's cool about this race and about trail running is that everybody else like who is that coming in we're like hey everybody it's scott yeah you, by this time everyone's looking for scott yeah, so we talked for about scott the, for the so lost long. runner yeah. yeah so scott so literally people know scott's name and we're like, okay, here comes here Scott. He comes. Here he comes. And we were kind of telling the story of Scott, you know. So there's the legend of Scott is growing at Rocky Raccoon. And as as this person's coming up, we uh, you know got closer. We didn't have our glasses on. There you go. There yeah, you go. That, that's it. That's <laughs> yeah. it. Your eyes were really tired. Uh, right. It was yeah from the long race. Mm-hmm, and it mm-hmm. turns out that the person in the bandana was a female and. <laughs> And not a wah, man, wah, wah. <laughs> and and honestly doesn't look anything like Scott. So no. So this lady comes by and she's getting all these <laughs> applause. Like what's going on? And they think maybe her name is Scott Lena or something. I don't know, but they're cheering <laughs> for this lady, clapping their hands. It was for, great. For, she, <laughs> she appreciated it. Yeah, she felt really special she in that did, moment, and she was. Wish right. I could have been there. Yeah, well, <laughs> I really miss. We, something. we do too. I really miss. Yeah, something. we do too. But this is the cool part of the story, though. So this is what makes it fun. So when Scott, the real Scott, shows up, you know, real slim shady or whatever, real Scott stands up. He starts coming and. And then they all realize that it's the it's Scott. The real it Scott. is him. It is the real Scott. And everybody was cheering. I don't know if you were tired, but I, this is not exaggeration. But I mean, literally, people were cheering oh, for I remember, you. Yeah, I remember. And watching the announcer people. guy, you know, came on, and and it was just so cool to see you come across the finish line and everybody was cheering and they actually even posted a picture of you at the finish line and there's jeff and i and you know tim around you and stuff and you made it you physically did it which you know again to this day i mean it's just really amazing scott i mean seriously it was it was really inspirational and i think jeff to your point doing hard things it looks a lot different for everybody but just having that mental fortitude and just setting your mind to it your body and you can do things that you don't think you probably can. Even Never imagined. So, Scott, what kept you from quitting? Great question. Just uh, not being able to tell the story. Yeah. Honestly, just not just, just L- go. Living a story. Yeah, yeah. Going home and going, mm. hey, how'd it go? How'd it go? Well, I just didn't quite make it. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't want to say that. I wanted to yeah. say, I did it. Wow. I finished what I started out to do, no matter what. Anybody who's running a race, Scott, and you know, I'm thinking, you know, like maybe on your way back and it's mile 40 of 50. And I think there's a misnomer sometimes with trail running that, you know, everybody's running all the time. I mean, sometimes you have to walk up mm-hmm. hills or you walk different, you know, parts of it. But what, what advice would you give to somebody about when you're in that, that mile 40 of 50, you feel like you're done? What advice would you give somebody to, to keep on pressing on? Is there anything that you learned from that? You'd say, hey, you know, I'm not, not an expert, but you know, think about these things. Well, and you guys have talked about trail running as compared to road running. Mm-hmm. It's different, different group of people. And what's interesting is during that time towards the end of a race, a long ultra marathon, you have people that are running by you or you're running by them. Mm-hmm. And there's all shapes and forms out there at that time because all the elites are through. They're right. done, right? Right. All the skinnies are gone, long-legged, <laughs> you know, guys are all gone. And then you just have the common day folk who are there to acquire or to reach something, a goal that they set out maybe a year ago to try. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. And so it's fun. So then you have, you have this camaraderie that starts taking over where yeah. I started to run with a person 
because it's nice to have somebody on a trail where it starts to get a bit lonely in the trees and you're like, you can do it. You can do it. You know, 10 more feet, 10 more feet, 10 more feet. And so it's just, that's the best part about the race is, is actually bonding with people. You don't know from Adam, you don't even know what their names are, but you're running with them and you're helping each other. And usually at the end of the race, you're usually, Hey, thank you so much. And you become kind of a friendship with them, so to speak, Absolutely. while being on the trail. So that's, that's the best part about an ultra marathon is all the stages you go through of just fighting all the ups and downs and then having people around you going, Hey, you can do it. You can do it. You only got three more miles. This is your last aid station. Going up the hill now. You only got three more miles. Yeah. So that was a, that was a fun part about that race. That's so good, Scott. I mean, that, that really is true. It is about the people. And it is. I think that is indicative of, of trail running. Yeah, we, we've said that over and over. The community is, mm -hmm. is different. And when we started this podcast, we didn't know anybody out there that's listening today. But man, we've gotten to know people. And it's because we have this shared common thing of trail running and it's just super special yeah and some people walk it some people run it the whole way they doesn't, walk doesn't run matter yeah no it doesn't matter yeah. you're there you're on the trail and everyone respects everybody for just being on the trail well awesome scott hey thanks for being here and tell us that story thank you guys for the yeah. great opportunity way too long of a wait but totally worth it scott yes. so thank you so much this is awesome there is scott's tale from the trail Well, Stephen, with that, that is episode number 12. Believe it or not. That's right. Episode 12 is in the books, and we hope that you guys are enjoying this and having as much as fun as, as we are. This is such a, a great thing for us, and we so enjoy it. Thank you guys so much. And just to remind everybody, maybe if you're new to the podcast, feel free to you know keep on telling other people. But one of the best ways, Jeff, for people to kind of stay informed of what's going on is on Instagram. So if you haven't had the opportunity, we encourage you to go follow us on Instagram. It's at big underscore ass underscore runner. And we've got all kinds of stuff on there, polls, shout outs and kudos, gear that we recommend, just kind of fun stuff. So if you have not followed us on there, um, that's all from our podcast. We would love to have you get part of the, the Big Ass Running community. Yeah, Stephen, you've been putting out a lot of great content. We've got a couple of different stories and different, what do you call the little circle things? Oh uh, yeah, little highlights on Instagram. Hi, there's some highlights, highlights on there. Yeah. People did a shout out for the trail hat of the week. Love that. Check that out. There's a lot of great extra content on our Instagram feed. All right. Well, Jeff, with that, I think we're wrapping up episode number 12 and like we always say get out there enjoy the trails and keep running your asses off we